0: The angels beckon me to heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Amen. This world is not our home. Amen. The people of this world are really not your friends. Amen. You can't be ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God and unto salvation. He's interested in you touching Him this morning, and Him touching you, and Him ministering to you, and Him helping you. Welcome. To Naked Pentecostalism, I'm your host Isaac Coverstone. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Naked Pentecostalism. Today, I wanted to dive into a really a very relevant topic to Pentecost, and that is indoctrination. You know, there's a lot of religious groups that are that do the same thing in terms of uh, indoctrination. is very common among many different religious groups. I do think there is a clear difference in the way that uh, children and new converts are indoctrinated in, say, Jehovah's Witnesses or Mormons or Pentecostals as opposed to uh, Catholics and Baptists and Presbyterians, some of the nominal Christian groups. And I want to outline those differences and why it's meaningful. And how that helps us to highlight whether a group is a cult or whether they're a relatively you know, harmless group of believers in a particular organization. So from my personal experience, uh, I do recognize, let me put this out there, that this is not, not indicating that this is the practice for all Pentecostal or all apostolic churches. Of course, it's not. Part of the problem with... Uh, Pentecostal and Apostolic groups is that they are so diverse it's almost impossible to pinpoint one particular uh, characteristic that's universal across all of them because they have such incredible loose um, definitions of what it means to fit into those groups. So I was actually raised in the church like from birth there was nothing else that i remembered before that um all 12 years of school was in that private academy that they ran and so when it comes to indoctrination i was probably like the dictionary definition you know you look it up there's my picture because i was getting it from home and at school and then three times a week you know at uh at church services and indoctrination in this context is really giving this individual, it doesn't matter who it is, you're giving a person no other um, no other options. Like you're not showing them, hey, this is how we teach it and this is how someone else teaches it. And you're, you're showing them this is the correct way to do it and there is no exceptions. Like this is this is the only way and in some aspects this is referred to as brainwashing this is something that becomes a a strong factor when we're talking about cults because you're taking a person and removing their um removing all the critical thinking aspects of how they perceive an organization you're just saying this is correct everyone else is wrong and you hammer through constant repetition these doctrines that they believe are correct and so i have frequently seen it um, posted on different atheist groups that if all children were not allowed to be raised in a religious household or in a religious uh, context until they're 18 you know at 18 years old you give everyone the option of do you want to keep going in your parents religion do you want to explore other options and and you you basically remove all childhood indoctrination most religions would vanish overnight or at least, you know in one generation because the vast majority of these memberships in 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 various religions, come from the childhood indoctrination. Kids are being programmed to believe something before they have the logical thinking capabilities to to decide otherwise. And so that's why they push so much to have the Sunday school programs. Our uh, my old church has, I think, right now they have five. Uh, school buses that they've repurposed into going to pick up kids for, uh, Sunday morning lessons. And, you know, there's, there's so much more emphasis placed on programming these, these kids that just don't know any better. And their, their parents don't really think about, I think, where they're going and what they're being taught. And I was a member of that program and I assisted that, Sunday school outreach for, for a number of years. So I saw there were a few parents that would take an active interest and they would, they would come along with their children and see what was happening and and what the environments were. But by and large, uh, parents did not really make that much of an effort. And so what we're seeing is dozens and dozens of these children just being in some ways brainwashed. They're they're being put into a high pressure situation where they're told, you know, close your eyes and raise your hands and, and pray for forgiveness, you know, and tell Jesus you're a horrible sinner and you want, you want forgiveness. And, and yeah, so much of it is bribery. They're, they're just bringing kids in, telling them all about the candy they're going to have and the games they're going to play and the flyers are printed in hot neon colors. And it's, there is, there is so much pressure put on these kids, and the reason for that, and again, this comes back to indoctrination, the reason for that is that it's extremely difficult to recruit adults into a, a religion of any kind. Um, so many people make a decision on what, what they're going to do in terms of what their religion is going to be uh, by their 20s or 30s. And very few people change. It does happen, but not very often. So if a organization is going to drive membership, then they have to put a focus on kids. They have to put a focus on recruiting them and, and brainwashing them. And, and then you put in that effort for years and years until they get old enough. They just keep coming because they've made a habit out of it. Now, their success rate is not 100%, of course. There's, um, I don't know, 25%, 30%. Quite a few of the kids, they move away. Uh, they break that cycle because their parents decide to take a job in another state or relocate for family reasons or whatever. And then there's a number of cases where the parents decide, hey, I don't want my kid you know, being taught uh, anti LGBTQT um, ideas and philosophies, and I don't want to be—I don't want my kid to be told that they have to give money to the church. And a few parents will put their foot down and just yank their kid out for ideological reasons. But very often, it's just a matter of you know they're they're playing the numbers game. But eventually, if we bring in a hundred kids every single week. 25% 25% are going to stay on as adults. And so let's say just for sake of argument, you get 25 adults and they all go out and work jobs and they make uh, median income, 35, 40,000 a year. And we get 10% of that. Well, there you go. Every generation, they're getting a hundred grand a year. Um, not all at once. Of course, it's going to be spread out across multiple years, but hey you've got volunteers that are getting paid nothing and you've got some gasoline to put into five or six buses it's a relatively cheap investment um and of course you know heating and lighting for the building to brainwash the kids for 10 12 years and so you can see why it's it's a slam dunk business decision because you're getting a a relatively quick return and let's say half of the people they recruit drop out again. Well, you still keep, you keep, you know, a dozen people out of that group and, and you're getting four grand a year. I mean, it's, again, you're, you're paying for itself. And once you get past that first, that get over that hill of getting the first batch in, then that funds your outreach efforts and you get volunteers out and then you get more kids and you get more buses and it's an exponential growth growth system that i mean you can't fault them for (laughs) the economics of it and so that's what it's all built on though is that kids aren't able to think critically about what's happening they're just there because their friends are there and they want to play some games and get some candy and and they're getting programmed they're getting programmed to show up (laughs) read bible verses listen to what's being taught hand over their money And they turn into good little drones. And before you know it, there's a whole generation of them. And then they have kids, and then they grow up, and they become faithful members. But everything revolves around don't question what's being taught. You know, just sit there, keep your mouth shut, listen to what's being said, don't goof off. You know, it's the whole system revolves around... Sit there and let th- let yourself get programmed, and that's what I went through for my entire childhood was being programmed to be a good member that sat there on the pews and and just took in whatever was being yelled at by the guy behind the pulpit. And the school was the same way. I mean, they were there was no flexibility if if a kid was special needs or they had some kind of some aspect of the autism spectrum or adhd you know the school was not geared for that kind of thing and there were so many people that just couldn't hack it because the school was like you're going to do it exactly the way we tell you or or you're not gonna you're not gonna stay here and they'd suspend them or kick them out and it was it was a shame to see just how how much it was aimed at we're gonna produce the exact same result every time. There's no flexibility. There's no give or take in it, and everything revolved around indoctrination. Just everyone believed the same thing, think the same thing, do the same thing, and that was it. So, I, I just wanted to share this concept that you know, Pentecost, at least the the churches I'm aware of, and certainly the one I was a part of everything revolved around this indoctrination and yes it does apply to all religions but even more so to the strict fundamentalists like jw's and mormons and pentecostals and westboro baptist because the average person that has half a brain is going to reject these ideas and they're going to they're going to not accept these concepts but when you're when you're beating it into someone's head at a very, very young age, then that's where you override some of that critical thinking and it's it's just their reality and they don't know any different. And it's so sad because it sets them up for such a struggle down the road when the light comes on and they realize what's what's true. Now they have to fight through all these all this childhood programming, and they have to, in some cases, abandon their friends or family because you know, they get shunned because they disregard uh, what they were taught, and they, they walk away. So it's an insidious practice, and it, to me it's, it's, it's unethical in so many ways. You know, if you really don't have a product that people believe in, if you have a product that nobody wants, and the only way you can get members is by brainwashing kids, like, it just seems very intellectually dishonest to continue to do that. So that's why I produce the YouTube videos, and the podcast, and the blog, and I I engage in social media, is everything revolves around trying to help people overcome this, make them aware of it, you know, don't let their kids get mixed up in it, and Hopefully, if I prevent just a few people from wasting most of their life in it, then it's it's all worthwhile. That's pretty much all I had today. So, appreciate you guys listening, and we will catch you on the next one. God's able to work out the trouble in your life. Everything He's able to work out the problems that you deal you with. God loves Everything you. God cares about you. God's going to change.